I'm Ryan Nidell, host of 15 Minutes to Freedom, your daily action guide to getting shit done. I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't mind leaving me a review or a comment wherever you're consuming this content. The more reviews I get, the more comments I get, the higher the ranking I receive, and ultimately the more people get to listen to my message. Today's episode is my weekly episode with my wife, Lindsay, about the impact and changes in my life from Wake Up Warrior. I like it. I didn't know what we were talking about until you sat down. There's a green couch in our office, and he was sitting there going, you know what? I don't really know what we're going to talk about today. And usually we have a big big list that we can pick from. And so well, we're just going to wing it. I'm going to come up with something, which is typical of my husband and how we operate. He just, we, you know, we sit down here and we just, let's get it, babe. We got it. That's right. And unfortunately, or for, I'm going to say fortunately, I'm going to shift that frame for a minute. Fortunately, last night is a night that is Lindsay and I's typical date night. Monday night is when we go out, do things. Because I was in California last week for a Wake Up Warrior Return of the Kings event and got home late on Saturday, we got Saturday night and Sunday night together. Things went well. Monday required a little extra time in the office. So by the time I, Lindsay went grocery shopping and then I also went grocery shopping, <laughs> at, you know, whatever. It didn't get home until 8, 8.49, I was told. We have a lot of groceries for the week. With, with groceries, <laughs> you know, a little lack of communication there. So our date night consisted of us cooking tacos together and watching Dexter. Yeah, we're, we're binge watching Dexter right now. Which is really ridiculous because I, I think TV for the most part is a methodology of sedation. Like I don't really enjoy it. But the fact I get to bond with Lindsay during that time and, you know, laugh about some mindless TV show, I found a certain amount of comfort and peace with. Yeah. So w- what happens is, you know, we start this at 8.45, 8.50. Let's call it 9 o'clock. We get through one episode, and the episode's pretty quick because we're halfway through it. So it's 9.35 or something like that. We're so old. <laughs> and, and I'm like, all right, it's, not, it's really time for bed. Yeah, we're I get, tired. I get up at 4.30, have for a long time now, or try to get up at 4.30 every day. Let me make sure I'm not overstating that. doesn't happen 100% of the time, but it happens more times than not. But there's one episode left in the season. And so we let the dogs out. We mentally get prepared for bed. Lindsay's messing around cleaning up the kitchen. And I happen to turn on another episode. So here, uh, we, go. here we go. We fast forward. And it's like 1045 then. And then I go upstairs. And for some reason, I have to use the restroom. Like just calling it what it is. And so she's <laughs> in bed. And all of a sudden, it's 1115. And it's just lights out. Like Roman, our brown pit bull, is spooning the two of us. Crawls in between oh. us. Arms <laughs> over Lindsay. Back against me. Like just wedged in there spooning. The boy thinks he's a human being. Absolutely does. And what, what happens then is, you know. My alarm clock still goes off actually at 420 now. I put my alarm clock in our bathroom, so I have to Mine get out of bed. Mine goes off at 6. I like that better. Yeah, so I'm up and at it. So I'm a little slow today. Like I very rarely have days where I feel like I'm not mentally sharp, and today is one of those days. So it's been this massive lead up. You know, you've listened to now two or three minutes of me rambling on about the fact that I didn't have a freaking topic today. <laughs> but it feels important because on the table, there's my knife from the Wake Up Warrior Warrior Week, you know, like a graduation gift. Yeah. And then I went to... Wake Up Warrior, uh, Return of the Kings, which there was a, a kingdom challenge, it's called, where myself and the other 12 men, well, actually 11 men that graduated from Warrior Week, all got to stay together for another 90 days of training and mindset and accountability and all these things. And then they bring us back together. And in very unwarrior-like fashion, the Return of the Kings is much more about building and enjoyment and joy than it is about the typical mindset shifts. You know, hanging out with your dudes, right? Uh, definitely not that. Okay. Like, part of, you know, it, it's silly, but it's not. Part of, what's the first rule of Fight Club? You don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah, so yeah, I don't really know all the <laughs> secrets of, of Warrior. No, and, and nobody does. Like, if you haven't went through the program, I can share high-level things with you, but part of that, part of the allure of this methodology and mindset and this, what we laughingly get called a cult is the fact that there's some, you know, a certain level of secrecy around it, which builds the aura of what is this thing. But I'd like to take everybody back to April of last year. Yeah, it was April. And as we've shared on past episodes, had infidelity at the start of our relationship, had a difficult time telling the truth. Lindsay helped me work through that. Then, fi- you know, fell upon some financial ruins. Really, I think part of the karmic loop of not doing things the right way for so long, coupled with not being able to just look my partner in the eye and myself in the eye and realize things were spiraling out of control. But all that happened really in the first six, eight, 
10 months of our relationship. Yeah, it was a short compared to how long we've been together now. Yeah, and granted, it's been four and a half years. Like, we haven't been together in eternity. It doesn't feel like that. It feels like we just started dating. Like, it, things are super light and fun with us all the time. But in saying that, last April, I got sent an email. Because at some point, I followed Garrett J. White's stuff, the Wake Up Warrior digital content online. I liked one of the Facebook posts. I've opted into somewhere to the email list. I did something to connect with Wake Up Warrior. Mm-hmm. So I, I kept getting served. Yeah, I, I kept getting served ads and things like that. And then I got an email. And uh, no, we're going to back up. We're going to go back to December, November of December of the previous year. And during that time, I was also on that same email list, and I got offered the opportunity to buy what back then was called the Black Box. Yeah. And the Black Box was a twelve hundred ninety-seven dollar iPad that had what we would call the Doctrine of the Warrior's Way on it. And I remember showing Lindsay, I'm like, I gotta buy this. Yeah, but we gotta we gotta interject something for a second here. My husband is a sucker for any kind of good marketing. We're talking like if there is a new thing at Burger King and it is lit up and fancy and has bold, pretty letters on the drive up window like board. He's going to be like, I'm going to get that. And it might be a fish sandwich, something he wouldn't eat. A time out. Let, like, this let's, is make, awesome. let's make sure we're telling the truth here. When's the last time I had fast food? Oh, it's been a long time. Okay, maybe fast food was a bad example. But they, right. they usually get you on marketing. It's uh, We don't eat fast food. but I market for a living. So I love. Like, I know. I pick up on good quality marketing. Oh, and I watch the funnels and I gra- gather this information. This great. I'm going to buy it. Yeah, and, and I respect <laughs> it. Like if you spent that much time perfecting your message and hitting all the emotional hot buttons. I want to support it, and I want to see what the end result is. And that goes into actually making my business better as well. Yes. So you're 100% right, but I want to buy everything I see. And there's this black box was an iPad that was preloaded with the Doctrine of the Warrior's Way, and it came in, you know, like this custom container and all this. It was very well done. Great stuff. And I show Lindsay, and it's right around Christmas. Like, I think it was supposed to, if you bought it in November, it was supposed to end up being to your house, you know, by Christmas. It's almost like this pseudo-Christmas gift to start your new year in a new way. I'm looking at our shower. I'm like, I got to get this. I got to get this. <laughs> and this is like one of the 50 other things he showed me that week that, like, look at this. This is cool. Look what I got. Now, for <laughs> those of you that have had abundance before and then been flat broke, like broke, broke, not like, oh, I only have a couple thousand bucks left, like broke, the quickness to pull out your credit card or to pull out your debit card or to pull out your bank number diminishes greatly. Mm-hmm. Like I am not quick to spend money now. Like I slow roll it, bounce it around for a while, like think about it, write it down, try to eliminate it, try to focus on other things. It takes me typically, you know, $50 decisions and under, I'll even say 75. I don't give any thought to like, that's okay for me. Our family relationship, our family dynamics is anything more than a thousand bucks. And we have to clear it with, with one another. Yeah. That's like we, been our rule from pretty much I, day one. Yeah. But for me mentally, my checklist, when we get above 75 bucks, like me personally, like I cringe a little bit. Like I'm going through like how much money do we have in savings? What about the other accounts? Like where are things set up? Should I spend 70? Should I spend 100 bucks? Should I not? And so a $1,300 iPad messes up many different, you know, checkpoints along the way. Like it's too high for me to buy it from by myself, but then it makes me want to buy it and sneak it in the back door. But I can't <laughs> do that because it's 1400 bucks and that, you know, 1300 bucks and that breaks our, the sanctity of our relationship. And so I sit down and show it to you. And if I recall at that point, you said something along the lines of, you don't need that. It's crazy. Why do you think, why? Yeah, and we also had two iPads at the time. G's iPad and your other one, like the one you use. And so that is exactly the mindset that Lindsay had at that moment. Like, what do we need another iPad for? There's nothing wrong with our relationship. And I also asked you, like, just buy a book. Isn't there a book? And there wasn't any of these things. Yep. And so I try to close her for a couple hours at the most, and it's not consistent. Like, I just keep bringing it up, and I realize I'm not getting anywhere. I'm like, all right, I'm just not, I'm not going to get this $1,300 iPad. Because, again, the iPad is maybe $600. Bucks. Right, go get an iPad if you want an iPad. Now, the crazy part is I don't, I don't know. I didn't end up getting the black box. But I don't believe the iPad actually even worked as an iPad. I think it was all washed out, so it was only a digital book. It was almost like a Kindle by the time oh, it was man. done. Oh, man. I didn't know that part. But, see, you kept looking at it at that point like – it's an iPad, it's an iPad, it's an iPad. I didn't give a shit about the iPad part. <laughs> I know. But I digress. We didn't buy it then. Fast forward to April. I start getting these teaser emails 
that the black book is coming out. And the black book takes what was in the black box, the warrior what is referred to as doctrine, and has now written it out in long form, and it's in a, the form of a 600-page hardback book. It's a substantial book. We know that now. At the time in April, we did not know that. And so the book's there. You know, it, it, there's, a, there's a funnel leading up to it. And I believe I'm going to make up some days. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's not intentional. But the book is going to launch sometime early May. Mm-hmm. And they're setting you up for a series of emails that at 9 o'clock on this Saturday in May, the black book is going to come out. And no joke, you... Well, time out. No, before, before we go down oh. that path. So I'm showing Lindsay the funnels. I said, look, I got to get this book. Like the book is calling me. And she's like, nothing's wrong with our relationship. Like over and over again. You're like, we don't need this. Like you're not broken. Because I showed her the, the funnels. And Garrett talks about how he had had some infidelity before in his life. And he talked about burning his business to the ground and being bankrupt. Like all of us end up sharing the same jaded story in our own right. Yeah, of course. And we're, we're in Texas. We're in a hotel room because we were down there for a bit business. We were in Dallas. And you, I'm getting ready. I'm putting my makeup on in the morning. And you put your phone in front of me. And you show me like one of the warrior guys' stories, like one of the attendees, not Garrett. Yeah. One of the attendees' stories, and you you turn it up all the way, and you set it right in front of me, and you're like, watch this while you're doing your makeup. Yep. And I was like, this dude is a complete fuck-up. You don't need this. You are not this guy. Like, I don't know who it was, I would, but I was just like, this is like, you're going to go in with all these people who are all jacked up and broken, and you've already gotten past that? I don't want you going in with a cesspool of nonsense again. Like, that's bad business for you. And that was her mindset going into this. Yep. And so... I'm like, look, something told me I got to do this. You didn't let me buy the iPad. You didn't let me, and it's not an iPad. I mean, it was the, the, the black, black box. Didn't bo- let me buy the iPad. The black box. It says, look, I'm going to make up the date just for storytelling purposes. May 5th, it launches at 9 a.m. And at this point, I'm not getting up early every morning. I don't have a morning ritual. I mean, piece and parts that I do, but it's not stead- It's not like ironclad. So it's a Saturday. So I set a 6 o'clock alarm. A 6.30 alarm, a 7.30, an 8, an 8.45, an 8.50, an 8.55 to make certain that no matter what went on that day, that at 9 o'clock when the floodgates opened, that I was able to get the book. Because Garrett, being a master of marketing, respect him to no end, only launched at that point, I don't remember if it was 100 or 300 books, but there was a limited quantity. And it was a true, like there's no scarcity claim and then he sells 1,000 books. Like 300 was 300 books. Yep. And if you didn't get it, you didn't get it. And so... We're in the kitchen. It's Saturday. Lindsay's making breakfast. I think Gianna's maybe on the couch watching TV or, you know, running or doing whatever she's doing because it's 9 o'clock in the morning, Eastern time. And just before, it's 8.55. And I bring my laptop into our kitchen. We have an island in the center of our kitchen. And I put my laptop on the center. She's like, what are you doing? Like, He's super serious. He'd been having these alarms all day. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on? So at this point, I still don't know the cost of the book. It hasn't been announced. Nope. I knew the fact that the black box was 12.97. So in my mind, I'm assuming this is going to be 397 bucks. So I'm already contemplating, like, how am I going to pass this off that I don't get killed? I've already justified in my head, like, it's a fourth of what the black box would have been. So I'm buying it no matter what. But I don't know what I'm, I don't know the cost of it. And so she asked me what I'm doing. And I explained to her, look, I'm going to buy the black, black book. So you don't need this. Like, right. But in my mind, I'm like, okay, you don't really need it. But if you want a book, get a book. Like, what? The, I don't care. Sure. Now, that's the way she views it now. But at the time, it felt like to me that she was almost like this is some sort of weird little group of people that you don't need to be associated with because you just don't need to be. I thought they were all degenerates. Okay. So that that is the frame, as I would now call it, that she's holding up and viewing me through and viewing Wake Up Warrior through. A bunch of degenerates, some sort of cult, some sort of weird group of guys like you don't need any part of this. Well, lo and behold, I keep pressing refresh at 859. Every two or three seconds to make sure at nine o'clock that I hit refresh on the browser and poof, there's the book. And I type in my information as quick as I can and I get it locked in. I'm like, yes, I got the book. And it was only 97 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I know right away, some of you are cringing. Like, you paid $100 for a book. You're damn right I did. And I would, I would at this point, I would have paid $1,000 for the book. Like, if I kn- knowing what I know now and looking backwards, I get it. The time I didn't at all. Right. I didn't Just, either. Something was calling me. And so I start going down the, the upsell path that he presents. And not only is there the book, but there's an acceleration training that you're able to watch, the, like watch him read the book and also do training associated with the book that's a 60-day training. 
Sure, I take that upsell. It's nine, another every ni- time. Another ninety-seven bucks. Then there's this thing called Warrior <laughs> Business Summit, and it's a two hundred ninety-seven dollar upsell. <laughs> yeah, it's a two hundred ninety-seven dollar upsell. Welcome to my world, listeners. And I'm like, man, everybody's getting together. Yep. I gotta be a part of this too. And I'm, <laughs> and like, I'm just like making pancakes, going, ah, shit. <laughs> and so, it, 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 business summit ends up being in September, I believe. Don't hold me to it. I'm like, I'll take that upsell too. And so my shopping cart told ends up being just south of like 400 bucks, 500 bucks. Doesn't matter, you know. So, the book ends up taking. There's some issues with the first printing of the book and the first run of the book. And like, I'm thinking I'm going to get the book in the next 25 or 30 days. Like he, Garrett openly says in the funnels, like you're not gonna, it's not shipping tomorrow. Essentially, it looked like he was selling the book with the proceeds from us buying the book. Yeah. Not that he needed that financially. I think it was just the business model that was set up. Like again, I'm not talking poorly about it. Just in hindsight, that's how it feels with me viewing the world that way. And so, the acceleration videos and the training and everything that I bought that was digital was instant delivery, like right yeah. away. And granted, they tell you very clearly. Wait until the book gets here. Watch it with the book. To be 60 days, you get everything done. And me being me. Instant gratification is like your middle name. I get everything done in the first three days. Yep. <laughs> I watch every video, take every note, transcribe everything I can in the first three days. I mean, he's in the office and I can hear Garrett screaming on the video. <laughs> like, not screaming, but like he's very loud and very like boisterous. It has quite the, the voice and the presence. And when he gets into the videos and starts yelling at you guys about stuff, I'm like, what is happening in there? And then Pandora's box opens. Yeah. Because every yeah. day, after every two or three videos, and these videos are between 30 minutes an hour long. Like they are not short videos. They're content rich. They're in-depth videos. I'm coming out and I'm like, Lindsay. Yeah. Like, look at the world this way. <laughs> he really did. Like, get in a candy store. Every time he opened the door to the office, would be like, what the, you got you to gotta see this. You got to read this. Wait, come look what I found. Yeah, and, and I'll set it up to, to put some, some meat around this for you. The book starts out this, describing really what has happened to us as men through the last 100 years of existence on this planet. And starts from... Then this is all through Garrett's words and his mindset. And wherever he got it from, he got it from. But I'll, I'll give him credit for it. You go back to the start of the Industrial Age. Just before the Industrial Age, young men were raised on a farm with their father. And they were taught how to be a man and taught how to you know protect the family and taught how to be present. Like you're, you're there, you're raising cattle and you, you know, you're on the farm. Industrial age comes around, and now the uh, men are told to leave and to go create wealth. You're going to have to go to a city, and you have to leave your family behind. So now you have a generation of men that are starting to be raised by their mothers, at least during the day. Fathers aren't around anymore. As that goes on, you get World War I slash World War II, and you get the women that are now that were raising the sons and the daughters are now forced to get into the workplace, which has never happened before because all the men are out fighting wars. And so now you have gender disassociation between Men and women, when the men return, the women have become self-dependent, independent, whatever you want to say. You have men that are war-torn and tattered from all the things that you would see in war. And you have a generation of now young men that are growing up that have no idea which way is up because they haven't had a male role model. The male role models that are coming back are obviously mentally battered. And the women are, are looking at this world as though they're now, not that you're not that women are, but equal to men in the production side of things. Right, but we're talking like that was a long time ago. That's not yeah. yep. the frame it is now. Absolutely. Then you fast forward into you know, the, the 60s and 70s and all the, you know, that generation has now grown up and they're exploring pot and everything else possible, psychedelics and going down this whole path. And all throughout these series and sequence of events, young men are no longer taught how to be really young men. Like you're told be a man means stiff upper lip, don't show any emotion. You know, protect the family, but you know, just don't own what actually goes on. Like to be stoic was really to be a man. I mean, admittedly, that's my father. You know, yeah. I think I think most men. I'm I'm 34. Most of our fathers would have told us like, don't cry, like toughen up a little bit. You're gonna be all right. Well, that's because that was passed down from his father and his father, and like it goes back four, five, six generations. Yeah, my dad's the same way. I think growing up, I saw him cry one time. It was when he got the phone call that his dad had passed away. That was the only time I saw my father cry as a child now as an adult it's been a couple times like when something happens with his grandkids because you know he's in his 70s and he's a big softy but (laughs) yeah so 
and again, I'm I'm paraphrasing the story, and we can get much more in depth in this another another topic. But this is the first chapter of the book starts out this way, and it, like all these bells are ringing in my head, like holy shit, like all this is actually right. Like I can see how this makes sense. This isn't just theory. This is this is kind of science in its own right. And I'm sharing this with Lindsay. I'm like, look at this. Like, what do you think? And what did you think? I mean, I I got it, but I'm not a man. So I w- I had I got the the general frame of how it it went. I understood how it would apply for you, but I still was just kind of unsure what you were going to do with it. Of course. And so I continued to watch the videos. I ended up watching those series of videos at least three times so far in my life, maybe a total of four. And then we eventually, you end up coming with me to California onto the beaches of Laguna for Business Summit. Yes. And Business Summit is at the, I think, the Pesadas Hotel. Maybe not. I don't, I don't remember. It doesn't really matter. I don't matter. remember. It's at a nice hotel overlooking the ocean, and, and we're there. And we end up not staying in the nice hotel because I'm inherently cheap. So we stay at some god-awful motel like seven blocks away and drive into the event every morning. Story of my life. I mean, it's just the way it is. It's because he waited to the last minute. That's what it really was. Well, of course. And there were no rooms left. Well, that's also part of it. <laughs> let's just call. Let's just be real with this. And so my first experience into Warrior, like they tell us I have to be in all black, and I'm like, this is a little weird. Like I've never been a part of something where you have to like there's a dress code. They're very specific. You know, black, all black. You had to buy polos to be there, like black Warrior polos, and wear black black shorts or black slacks. We show up the first day. They tell us to be early. There's 300 men in this hallway. All of a sudden, the door is open, and there's, it's dark, and there's flashing lights, and there's all these things that are going on. It's like sensory overload. And we get in the room, and Coach Sam, Sam Falsafi, now someone that I can consider a friend, can use you know his full name in this. He's the lead coach, lead trainer inside of Wake Up Warrior. He is just berating us for all types of different things. And again... Part of warrior, the worry experience is not sharing all of it, but it's this massive sensory overload of stuff that's going on. There's bullhorns and sirens, and we're in this tight room, and we're doing push-ups on tables, and we're not, I don't think we're, very specifically, the, one of the first things that happens is he sees somebody on their cell phone at their table, calls them up on stage, grabs the cell phone, and throws it on the ground and breaks it. Nice. And says, there are no cell phones in this room. Come to find out, I now understand it's not because there's something private going on. It's because it's a distraction. It's a methodology of sedation. Like we all pull our phones out consistently because we want to see what's going on in worlds that don't really matter. Part of warrior is something that's be here now. Like be present in the moment. You can't be present in the moment with your freaking cell phone in your hand. No. We're all guilty of that. Absolutely. And so day one gets over. Lindsay comes, picks me up. It runs late. Like warrior is a late event. Like now I know you when I go somewhere. all day. It, it's basically... At least nine in the morning, like nine in the morning is a super late start, but it's going to go till 10 or 11 at night. Mm-hmm. But I don't know this going into it. So she's, you know, messing around in Laguna oh, Beach. I'm in Laguna Beach. Like I, I toured the place. I went to the beach. I did shopping. Like I was good. Yeah, 100%. But you come pick me up. And if you would share what you remember of like that first night, like I don't even remember how I described things. You know, I don't expect you to remember vividly because it wasn't as impactful for you as it was for me. But like. What was that at that point to you? Because you'd, you'd seen me now, quote unquote, live the warrior's way in some capacity yes. from May, we'll say the second week in May, all the way till September. Mm-hmm. And the warrior's way is hitting my core four, so body being balanced in business, meditation, journaling, green smoothie, sweating, sending a note or a letter of appreciation to Lindsay and Gianna, reading a book and then journaling about the book and applying it to my daily life. Like that's going on every day. Yeah, that had been, and that was something like I, I I did not expect you to keep up with long term because you're not really a morning person Mm -hmm. and you like routine, but only to a certain point and you like new things, but then you always like will move on to the next new marketing thing. Mm -hmm. And for me, I thought it was kind of just like a marketing thing that you got geeked up about and were, you know, clicking and clicking and yes, this is cool, but I didn't think you were going to stick with it for long term. So now that we're we're in California and you've actually stuck with it for this long and then you complete the first day, I'm like, okay, well, this, like he likes it. This is important to him. All right, let's see what he has to say. And you got in the car and you were just like, that was the craziest stuff ever. Like, I don't know how to explain it to you. And you actually had called me at your lunch break. Yeah. And you were in tears. 
not like major tears, no, but fine. you you were in, you were just like overcome with emotion from all the stuff that they had brought up for you or uncovered for you or whatever it was and you were just like this is some next level stuff and I'm just like you know you went from I'm being I'm so sorry that I was a piece of shit to I'm so grateful for you and you know pushing me to be a better person and just like it was a whole gamut of stuff but it was like the dam had opened Mm -hmm. and you just kind of stripped down all of these shells that I had seen you build up in the years that I'd known you from just insecurities and self-doubt and things that were slowly starting to break down at home on your own, just, you know, kind of self-growth and then just totally smashed when you came out of that first day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's, that's a very eloquent way to state from your standpoint how I was. Yeah. I'm also, so I'm physically, mentally exhausted because it's certainly not an easy thing that we were doing. But they tell us we have PT the next morning and you have to be there. Outside of the meeting room, there's a little uh, 40 by 40 area that we're going to do PT together. I'm like, man, I don't know. Okay, sure. So, I, you know what? At this point, I'm 290 pounds or so. So, running anabolics pretty consistently. Certainly, I'm not in any sort of good cardiovascular health, have no flexibility or mobility. No. Really the opposite of You were healthy. a really big dude. That's that about could it. Pick up really heavy things at the gym and put them down. Yep. That's a good way to state it. And so. Lindsay has to drop me off. She's got the car. I'm like, look, you're also going to pick me up. Yeah. Maybe I took the car. I think I took, it doesn't matter. I I believe I took the car because I knew I was going to come back and shower to come back to the event. And so in doing PT, they have us do bear crawls and like push-ups and all these calisthenic things. And I'm shot. Like my knees are bloody by the time I get back to the hotel. And my forearms. You did take the car because you walked back into the room and I was like, what happened to you? You're like soaking wet from With sweat. sweat. Yeah. And your elbows are bloody and scraped and your knees are bloody and scraped. And I'm like, what in the world did you just go through? Like, what what happened? You're like, I'm done. And you that was the first time you looked at me and you were like, I'm done with steroids and anabolics. Like I'm done. This, yeah. this is not serving me. I'm not athletic. I can't like I'm the biggest dude in the room, but I was the slowest one and I was uncoordinated and I couldn't do bear crawls. So I hit my knees and then I had to pull myself along on my elbows because my, it hurt my shoulders because my body's so heavy and I'm puffy and I'm out of breath and F this. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, you just like rambled it on. You were like, that's it. I'm done. Forget it. Yeah. My body's not weaponized. I can't like, I'm not physical. I'm not mobile. I'm not quick. I can't do any of this and I'm not having it. Yeah. And at this point, what's crazy is we're literally around in the corner in a year. Like yeah. I think it was the first or second week of September. And I know we're first or second week of October, or August right now, but this is almost a year ago now mm-hmm. as we're sa- recording this episode. And so I get showered, get cleaned up. You know, we go across the street when she's, you know, getting, there's a smoothie place across the street. So I got to have my green smoothie. We drive across the street and she'd bring me back. I want to make sure I'm not late. And we finish up the second day. And I believe it was only two day training. I don't think this one was three day. And then there's graduation at the end where we all have suits on and there's all this stuff and Garrett comes and, and speaks and like I'm just I'm floored with what I've now been exposed to. Like the way that I was living life and the stuff that I thought I knew, I can now see a stark difference in the men that have been that have went through Warrior Week because some of the men that have been through Warrior Week also came to Business Summit and mm-hmm. they're you look in their eyes and they are different men. Like I know I shared that with you. Like yes. there's something different about these guys. I don't know what it is, but they are different. Then you have the new guys that got served some sort of upsell and bought a ticket. And then you have a, this in-between group of guys that I would fit into that bought the book that's been trying to live the warrior's way but doesn't know the deep dive pieces and parts of it. Yeah, you hadn't been immersed into the like the warrior system yet. Not all the way. And so through then, I think at that point, we're offered another upsell there to go to Warrior Convention 2, Warrior Con 2. And that is in just after Thanksgiving. Yep, because you and Miles went. Yeah. Yep, so I'm in D.C. at Thanksgiving with your family and, mm-hmm. you know, know that I have to – I think I actually flew out of D.C. You did. You We we all stayed an extra day after Thanksgiving, and you and you and I flew out. You flew to California, and Gianna and I flew home. Yep. And Miles was there and, you know, got to experience – Warrior Convention ends up being – it was 500 men that came together, and it was basically anybody that had been a part of Warrior in the past year got invited to come back. And it ends up being this hybrid experience where – you're diving into the doctrine and there's some marketing and there's some methodology. And I think it was three days, not two. Mm-hmm. 
not really sure. And it's just like the next level of exploration. And in this, in day two, again, day one, there's no PT. Day two, they've obviously had us all day. They tell us there's PT. And yet again, we're on this grassy knoll, a lot more men, almost same outcome. So from September till end of November, I could be wrong, but I didn't take more than a handful of shots of any sort of anabolic during that time. Like I, I remember I didn't have the wherewithal to completely stop, but I wasn't using, like I was a you know 2,500 milligram a week guy, and I might have been taking 2,500 milligrams a month. Like I dropped down. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I never paid attention to what you were on, but yeah, that's that's probably right. Yeah, it just, it just wasn't, it was no longer part of something that I felt like I needed to do every day. It was still just breaking down the associations that I needed to be big. I just didn't want to take the steroids anymore. Yes. And so in that PT is when I get done and I call Lindsay. I'm like, I'm just fucking over this. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't do that. My body just still does not work. Like, I'm dead. I'm sore. I'm tired. I'm changing. I'm changing the training. We're going to train differently now. Yeah. It was when you came home that we, it was you and me and Miles and our other friend Zach and every morning from the time you guys came back actually we started a little bit before but from the time you guys came back we changed all of our training in the morning at the gym yeah so from basically I'll just call it the first week in December until Miles passed the first week in March all the training that I had done at that point was more functional calisthenics more Mm -hmm. you know kettlebell swings and it was hit yeah It, it, it was much different and it no more anabolics, no more any of that stuff. And at this point, there's a software service that I, mean, I bought a software at Warrior Business Summit that allowed me to track and monitor the core four and allowed me to do something that we call the stack, which is a 30 question outline that allows you to find power and prosperity in any sort of negative situation. So my my stack, as we call it today, I had a training on it today in the office with some of the guys from downstairs. My stack today was I was pissed at Zoom. Like Zoom, the meeting platform, because I interviewed a podcast guest yesterday and it wasn't working the right way, and it just made me fucking mad. Like I was just mad. So how often in your life, you the listener, are you mad at just random things? Like we all are, if you're honest uh, with me. All the time for me. But there's just things that bother us. And so in these things that bother us, there's a way to ask a series of questions to then on the backside of it realize that Zoom is not the issue. I have been Zoom before. And if I'm real about what I'm actually searching for, like the gift in me getting pissed at Zoom is the fact that I can just find another outlet for this or I can find another platform that's better than Zoom. And I can also come in earlier and test all the software and everything we use to make sure it's ready for podcasts. Like it's not Zoom's fault, it's mine. And so there's a gift to be had from that. Well, that gift came from this stack methodology that was taught from the Black Book and then ultimately implemented through the Warrior software, which I signed up for, which I've been using. Yeah, and it's been it's been great for you because you you have everything at, at you know your fingertips. You can take it anywhere. So like when we travel and stuff, you're able to do your stack and your core four and log all those things and track your progress and make sure you fill up your little man. Yeah, and it's it's more than that as well. It's also the general's tent and some stuff in the in workplace where we communicate as what we call a brotherhood. Right. General's tent is something that Warrior has us do on Sundays where we plan out our next day. We look backwards and look for the wins of the previous week. We course correct on what we're trying to achieve in the next week. We confirm to date our wife, to date our daughter, to date ourselves, and to date our family. We commit what those outcomes are supposed to be, not just high level. Like, I'm going to take Lindsay and Gianna to a movie on Wednesday night. We're going to have pizza, and the desired outcome is the fact of love, bonding, and affection. Can we put donuts on the list? If you're down for donuts, I'll make sure we get donuts too. Like that becomes something that you can track and monitor. Same thing with business. There's a principle called the one door and the four keys where you take one item from your life, from your business life, business only, that is important and non-urgent. And you move it from that category of your life to important and urgent. So you now have control over that. Then there'll be four dominoes or four keys that you'd have to put in that door to open it up by the end of the week. So for mine this week is to launch my... Uh, basically training group. When I say training, not physical training, but more mental training, more of the stuff that I'm sharing here from Warrior, it allows me, like I want to launch that group. So I have to Mm -hmm. create a Facebook group and I have to create a workplace group and I have to create sales funnels and I have to create email funnels. The thing that as a a woman looking into the the Warrior thing as a a man system is that it gamifies life for you guys, Mm -hmm. which men seem to really like, right? It gives you actionable items to check off your list and I got this and I, re- I reached that goal and next and who else did it and who am I beating today? Am I beating myself? You know, it, it, it gamifies 
life stuff for you guys, which you have loved. Absolutely. And Warrior, up until this August, has only been for men. Ah, yes. The end of August, Garrett and his wife have launched or are launching Warrior Women. Mm Mm-hmm. So the first four-day Warrior Women Convention Summit, it's not going to be what Warrior Week is, which we're about to get to. It's going to be some hybrid where there's you know three to 500 women in a room going through their own experiences. None of us know what this is in the brotherhood, but it's something that no longer is Warrior just for men because Garrett and his wife have figured out how to integrate Warrior through DKW Stylings, which is his wife's hair extension business. Ah. So they already know it works because they've been holding seminars and conventions in the hairstyling industry for the better part of two years. They perfected that training and methodology. Now they're applying it to general women, not just women in the hair industry. Very cool. And so it's something that's open on a much grander scale. The impact of Warrior was truly found for me, not only the way that I was living my life and that I stopped lying and I have these actionable items and I can gamify what I do every day, but the real impact came March 5th. March 6th. So Miles died March 3rd. In Miles' passing, I expressed my condolences and my sorrow through social media. You know, probably it just felt right. And in that, I don't know who I'm connected to. Like, I'm expressing this because I'm obviously looking for some sort of condolences and some sort of, you know, coddling, but. Really, it's just I, I have this. You're sharing a human experience, and most humans just want to know that they're not the only ones who have been in your boat. Absolutely. But in this, I'm getting bombarded by messages, not only on social media, but also directly to my cell phone, of guys that are in Wake Up Warrior. Guys that I might have come across, guys I might have shaken their hand, guys we might have had a quick conversation, but I can't call them friends because we don't share that amount of time together. But I have all these men that are reaching out to me like generally heartfelt. If I can need anything, they, they want to be there. They're calling me. They're leaving me messages. And one of those men ends up being Sam Fulsafi, the head coach of Warrior Week. And I show Lindsay the message because he messaged me on, I'll say it was Facebook. I don't know what. It doesn't really matter. But he messages me and wants to have a phone call with me. And I want to have that phone call with me. I take the phone call. And he, you know, he wants to know what happened to Miles because – People remembered Miles from being at Warrior, you know, convention, yeah. WarriorCon 2. And I share with him the version of the story that I know at that point. And he says, look, like, you need to be at Warrior Week. Why haven't you come? And I said, for me, I, I, the money has been the thing. Like, I've been broke before. I don't ever want to be broke again. Like, I'm not, I can't just go spend money. Because Warrior Week at this point is a $10,000 experience. I'll just put that out there. Yeah. Don't know what it's going to be going forward. At the time in life that I went, it was 10000 bucks, And we come to an agreement that is basically in Miles' passing that that will end up being a gift if I will come and that my, my tuition is not going to be $10,000. It's going to be far less. I said, look, I'm not able to make any decision over $1,000. That's <laughs> it's on my own. our family pit packed. It is, a, is it the way I operate as a family. If you give me the time to have a conversation with my wife, I'll be able to respond back to you by tomorrow with confirmation or, or turning it down go upstairs like Lindsay's in the not like Lindsay is in the bathroom she's getting ready for us to go out on a date and I share with her and I will take over this part of the story because this always makes you very emotional but you said I think I I found a lesson in Miles passing like I think I found the gift here and you had and and you explained to me that you had spoken with Sam and that they were going to uh, reduce the tuition for you to go to Warrior Week and it was going to be far less money and it was going to be this amount of dollars and is that okay? And I looked at you and said, you absolutely have to go. This this is your gift. This is what you have to do. This, you've been wanting to do it and Miles Passing was the catalyst for this and this is this is your sign. Take it and run. And that is exactly what I did. And so in that little pause that Lindsay so eloquently stepped up for, I have tears streaming down my face in this exact moment and holding them back as I share this with you. Like the impact of that phone call has created a ripple effect in the rest of my life, my family's life, 
And ultimately, as crazy as this sounds, in your life as you're listening. Mm-hmm. Because this podcast didn't exist. I had it in my head. I just didn't have the balls to fucking put it out there until Warrior Week. And for those of you that have done research on Wake Up Warrior and you see all the negative things about it, I ask you to look at life through the frame that I'm presenting to you. That a man from Laguna Beach that had shaken my hand, shook my hand, whatever it is, a handful of times, saw me going through pain and felt so compelled to reach out to me to have a conversation with me and then invite me into something that most men are applying for and don't meet the criteria and get denied. And he asked me to go, this is Sam, and then makes it easier for me to go, based off Miles passing, and knows in his heart that I need to be there to get over what's went on. Like, it's the craziest thing in the world to me. Because I I do that. And, like, everything shifts. I can't fully describe what goes on in Warrior Week because some of you, I hope, will go. But all the stuff that you've carried around your entire life, like all the stories, all the pain, all the misery, all the shame and the guilt, the things that I can say as a man that I've carried for years, they are forced to be reckoned with. You can't run from them any longer. You have to own what has happened and find peace and power in that. And through that peace and power and through getting very real, raw, and relevant, and then eventually committed to ruthless results with those situations in life, you find that by the end of the week that they no longer have power over you. And that these things, that these stories, these self-defeating, like, my entire life I've told myself I wasn't good enough. That was just the story. I can go into a whole separate series of podcasts as to why that existed. But at the end of the day, it was just that I wasn't good enough. Like, that was it. And so my nickname leading up to this, because there's a lead up into Warrior Week, and it takes 30 days of training that's intense. Like, it's not like watch this video and think about things. Like, there's time time commitments. There are group commitments. It is extreme for those 30 days leading up to it. My name was Ryan quote-unquote, found Nidell because I needed to find something. And what's crazy is Sam gives me that name without even knowing these things about me. And so you show up at Laguna and you go through all these events and you go through what we call evolutions. And I don't want to share too much of the evolutions again, but there's an evolution where we've become physically exhausted from a long series of hiking. And in this, you sit down with your brothers, as we call them, and you eventually get very real with whoever you feel the higher maker, higher power in life is in the universe. God, Buddha, I don't care who it is. It's not the, not the relevant part. But you eventually express all the things that you're told your entire life you're not supposed to express. This is like by far, it's so crazy. But that's what, I mean, this is what all of that has has meant to you and what it's brought out in you and the gifts that it's now given to so many other people. And as as a wife, for other women whose significant other might want to look into something like this, you have to be supportive of your person's, growth like if they're searching for something I you know you had to do things at certain times and certain areas or locations or whatever it may be leading up to warrior and then you were gone for a whole week and then you came back and you had more stuff you had to do and just to see that you wanted that for yourself and wanted that for our family and your continued growth I was never going to say like what are you doing in the office why are you doing that well we've got things to do How about, what do you mean you have to do this by noon? Like, this is stupid. That doesn't mean anything. Because that's not ever going to help your significant other explore the growth that they want to come to. And so 
I kept seeing that from you and you're telling me these things as we're speaking in the evenings about your talk with God. <laughs> yeah. How'd that go? Yeah, so the talk with God was interesting because I'm, I'm yelling at him. I'm yelling at God for taking miles and for all the pain I've been through in my life and all the just bad things that I carried around with me. And it's not to look for external validation or justification for decisions that I made. But there are events that happen in all of our lives that we don't have control over. And so I'm literally, I'm you're on this silent mountaintop. You're surrounded by, at this point, six men. It's very, very intimate in, environment. And there's one guy that's just screaming and against the mountains to God. And you get done and you pour out everything. Like there's nothing left behind. And then the men lift you up over their head. And you're in what feels like a, a pseudo crucifix position. And again, it's, I don't know how to describe it. This is not a godly thing. This is just, they have to support your weight. So you have to spread your arms and your legs out. And that's the best way to support you. And in that, you hear a message. Call it what you will. I don't care how it comes to me, but there was just a message. And that message for me was, I still love you. And so here I am, this guy that admittedly didn't know if he believed in God. Certainly after him taking my best friend, We'll say at that moment, I did not believe in God at all. And here I am on this mountaintop, sobbing, wailing, screaming, only to be told that I still love you by a voice that I can't really say where it came from. That was the most impactful moment up to right now of my entire life. I hope I have more moments that can beat that, but it's going to be pretty tough. So there's evolutions that go on for four days straight. There's all types of lessons that you learn. I took a picture in the mirror before Warrior Week. Just looking at myself in the mirror. In the hotel that I was staying in. I took it Monday night because we had to be there Monday night and it started Tuesday. I took another picture Saturday morning before I was ready to leave. And the things that they help you go through and face and the evolutions we go through physically changed who I was as a person. I'll post the pictures when this episode comes out so you'll be able to go to Ryan Nidell on Instagram and you can see what I'm talking about. This whole way of living has now become part of me. It's no longer something that I do. It's something that I am. When I talk about the core four in the stack and the warrior's way and give credit to Garrett White and Wake Up Warrior, it's because it has changed my life. And it is me now. But through that, I am now it. There is no disassociation. There's not one or the other. It's all encompassing for me. The magic with that is it's also an encompassing for my family. Yes. <laughs> because now my wife, who very eloquently set this up earlier in the episode, who had seen me come and go, chase a shiny object, do things for long enough till they stop serving me, has seen me stick with something for more than a year now, so much so that she now does much of the same thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't ask her to. I didn't suggest she did it. I didn't force it upon her. But more days than not, there's a green smoothie that gets drank. I love my green smoothies. There's sweat that happens. Mm -hmm. You've started to pick up meditation. Mm -hmm. I'm not very good at it, but I'm getting there. You've done some journaling. Yes. You read. I don't know if you journal the reading, but that's on the side. And you send me a letter or message of appreciation. Mm-hmm. Every day. Which is like the wildest thing in the world. Because like our relationship was good before. 
Like we didn't have anything that was bad. Like a year and a half ago. The whole thing I said about you don't need to go there. Like our relationship's good. Yeah, a year and a half ago. Man, I can't stop crying. A year and a half ago, everything was good. Like I would have said for the general world, like for what I thought great was at that point, I would have said our relationship was great. Yeah. Like in our in core four in my body being balanced or business, I say all the time my ba- balance quadrant's the, the healthiest. I always say it is. Like my relationship is the best, but our relationship is ten times better at this moment than it was a year ago, and it was great before. Mm-hmm. Like through all this through then staying together with these guys that I went to Warrior Week with for the next 90 days. Like, I counted it up, and as of launching this episode, it's been 150 days from the first message I ever got from the group of guys in Workplace. It's a, it's an app you can download inside of Workplace. It's been 150 days. From who we were then to who we are now, it is not recognizable in any capacity of life. None of you. No. We all get more done. Some of us have stopped cheating. All of us have stopped lying. Like there's things. There's just things. Yeah. And for that, Warrior has offered the opportunity for me to become much more a part of Wake Up Warrior. Where no longer is it that I'm sharing Wake Up Warrior and you go to talk to Garrett or Sam, or you go through your own processes where I'm working on becoming a certified trainer inside of Wake Up Warrior, where inside of, in typical Ryan fashion, they say it's going to take six months and I'll have it done in three. Yeah. <laughs> this is totally I you. fucking guarantee it because I live this way. The things that they ask us to do mean that when you ask me a question about Wake Up Warrior, not only have I lived it for more than a year. But I can teach you and know that I'm teaching you the same way that I was taught. Mm-hmm. And knowing that I'm able to add massive value and benefit. No longer is it the thing of you, the listener, are looking for help and you're like, man, who is this guy? Can he really help me? Where not only have I lived this way, not only do I have third-party validation from you and the other people, you being Lindsay, yes. that I've helped. But I have an accreditation behind me that says, like, I've spent, really it takes most people in between eight months and a year to get this accreditation. Like, it's not easy. This isn't some, like take tests on a book and all of a sudden you're qualified to be a trainer. Like it is a super deep, deep experience to become a certified trainer. Right. Cause you're going to be, you know, diving in, into everybody's issues and problems and traumas. Yeah. You're impacting people's lives. And, and that's something yeah. I take very, very seriously as do the guys at wake up warrior. Now that doesn't mean that I'm going to work for wake up warrior. It's not it's that not way at all. Style. <laughs> It just means that I will be qualified to help out and assist in any way possible you and your life mm-hmm. in body, being, balance, and business and making the shifts to overcome all the negative shit that we all talk to ourselves and taking a series at that point. I will be involved in this for probably two years total, never missing a day. And I don't mean like, oh, well, I forgot this one day. No, you never miss a day. I've never missed a day. It might not always have been done in the morning like I want it to be done, but it is done every day. I know that I can add even more value to the world than I've added so far. Mm-hmm. And if you're a woman listening to this and you know feel that it's very male-centric, it is for right now. Um, it won't always be so male-centric, but if you relate to the things that have been shared about the ways of life that might apply to the men that are in your life, share it with them because it has made such a huge difference for the man in my life that it would be wonderful to see that same impact for him to pass along that impact and change into other men. Absolutely. And the whole idea of passing the torch, if you will, again, I want to cover some of the negative stuff that I've read online. This is not some sort of cult. No. This is a group of men that believe that we have to attack and handle the things that have held us back, do certain things every morning to make sure that we're able to provide for ourselves, and through providing for ourselves, take care of love, honor, and respect our family. Put them in a healthy second, yourself first. It sounds very Absolutely strange. yourself first. I have to be first, my family comes second, the job comes third, and everything else comes a distant fourth. Throw God in there, like, but God is part of me in the front side. It's just different. 
it's a different group of men held to a different standard that most people can't comprehend what that really looks like. No, and what's funny is now being on the flip side of it and being a warrior wife and then seeing other men who are part of warrior themselves and then seeing regular men, there is a vast difference. Like I can pick them out of a crowd. The that, warrior men versus the, the sedated man, so to speak. Yes, and that is not to say that one is better or worse because we have all been that sedated man at yes. one point. But in Garrett passing the torch, the idea is to have it be that there's a an army of men that have been through this themselves that can bond with their own people. So it no longer becomes a Garrett White show because if it's a Garrett White show, he would say this out loud, we're all fucked. Because one man can only take this so far. You can only help so many people. Like, I'm not paid to talk about this on air right now. No. I don't have an affiliate link. I don't have some sort of back-end kicker I'm going to get from this. I don't care if the guys from Warrior ever hear it. I don't care if Garrett hears it or Sam or anybody else. I'm sharing it because it matters. And the message matters. And the way to view life and handle situations matter. And at some point, there has to be a break and a pattern interrupt. So that the next generation of youth that comes up, the next generation of young men no longer feels like they have to have that stiff upper lip. They know it's okay to cry like I just cried on air. They know that they can do things every morning to put themselves in power. To know that they can put their family first and don't have to be a, you know, a womanizing idiot like we've all been trained we have to be. Like it's the generational gaps that will start to change. Like Garrett says in the book, and I think it's a great thing, and I, I, again, I know he's not the first one to say this because I've read it at least four other places. But if you change a man, you change his family. And if you can change a family, you can start to change a community. And then if you can start to change that community, you can change a part of a state. If you can change part of a state, you can change part of the country. And if you can change part of that country, you can start to change an entire country as itself. And if you can change a country, you can start to change the world. And sure, to many of you listening, that sounds grandiose. It's only grandiose because you aren't inside of the fold. Where I know I live this way and I share it with the guys at the office. I share it with you that's listening. Many of the guys in the office have already adopted 95% of this lifestyle. That will have a trickle-down effect on other people. Eventually, you get to the point where a lot of the sedation, a lot of the cheating, the lying, the manipulating that we've all been trained to do in our own right, a lot of the Tinder swipe left or swipe right or whatever it is, all of that starts to go away because you hold yourself to a higher standard. Right. That's what this is all about. It's not about a cult. Sure, there is money that exchanges hands. There has to be to put value on a service. If I don't pay for Warrior Week, do I get the same experience out of it? Probably not because there's no pain associated with it. Become a certified trainer is certainly not free. I would like it to be. It's just not. Neither is college tuition. Neither is continuing education. Either is a nursing degree that you might have. What is more important? Me protecting myself, my family, and those around me? Or a sheet of paper from a university? I'll leave that up to you to decide. I know what's most important for me. With all that said... Lindsay, I want to wrap it up with you sharing the changes and the things that you've seen from a female perspective in me, in the way that life is, in the way that our life is, from your perspective. It's easy for me to sit on my soapbox and my high horse and say, I'm better at this, that, and the other. It's different when it comes from you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you obviously have adapted a, a routine in your morning. And f for me, I've seen you then walk out of the house as you have said, and it's true, in a position of power. You've taken care of yourself for the morning. You've taken care of your stuff. So we call this, you hit the core four before you hit the door, <laughs> so you're prepared to go to war, which sounds crazy again. But if I do my stuff in the morning before I leave the sanctity of our household, the minute I leave, the world is coming at me, especially if you're an entrepreneur. There's fires that need put out. There's things that are breaking. I don't care if you work inside of a business. Life gets hectic when you leave your house. So what can you do before you leave your house to make sure that your sword's in your hand, your armor's ready, and you can handle anything that comes at you? That's the morning ritual. That is the morning ritual. And so then you have now started to hold space for yourself, which you did not before, meaning that you take time to do something that's for you, which everybody should do and adapt because everybody needs, quote unquote, me time. 
something that's just in their own space, in their own time, whatever they want to do. My sister-in-law, for example, said today, like, oh, my gosh, I was able to have a cup of coffee just by myself. Now, she has a a one-year-old toddler at home, and her parents were watching him, so she could have just 20 minutes for herself to have a cup of coffee. And that is the same thing that you've started to do that you never did before. Hold space for yourself. You have much more of a self-empowerment and leadership presence about you, um, which you've always had, which I've always seen, but you actually own it now. You own so many more things about who you are, which is hugely important. And the reason I can pick out a man like you versus somebody that maybe not has adapted the same things in life is because... I just see weakness. It's, it might sound atrocious, but I just see like I can tell a strong man from a weak man now because you have owned who you are and the power within you and you believe that. Whether or not it sounds narcissistic or self-centered, it doesn't matter because it's about you and it's not about anybody else. And then it becomes about our family and not about anybody else. And those are the things that you've adapted and I've known was in you for a while. You're just finally owning it and that's so incredible to see. I like it. You like it? Good. I like it. I'm glad you like it. Well, there's some other small pieces and parts like eye contact. Like wh- Yeah, you never look away from anybody. You always look at somebody dead in the eye and just hold their space and your space. And they're always the first one to look away, typically. It's just a different way to live. Yeah. Well, it's a, it, there's a bunch of clarity for you. Yes. But not just for me. The wonderful part about this baton, if you will, is it's accessible to anybody. Yes. Like right now, there's something called the King's Kit. So the black book doesn't exist like it used to exist. And the black box will never exist again. Now there's something called the Kingskit.com. And the King's Kit sends you the book, but also gives you access to a 30-day training inside of what we call the Brotherhood. So you're now held accountable for doing the core four every day. Because I realize I'm what's called a fast start. You show me something, I'm off to the races, I'm going to keep doing it. Until it gets boring for me. So I need the accountability three months down the road. I don't need it in month one through three Mm because I'm going to do it anyways. I am the rarity. I'm the exception, not the rule. The majority of people, unless held accountable to a a change in their life, will not continue through with the change. It's like a gym membership. You don't have a buddy system. You sign up the first of January. You might go the first 10 or 15 days. If you have somebody there, like it's going to check up on you, you're more likely to fall to the wayside. Same thing inside of the King's Kit. So you have a 30-day lead-up, which then eventually, of course, you get options to buy or be a part of something more, but you don't have to be. Part of it's the fact of just getting the book and doing the work and seeing how your life improves. Because the damnedest thing happens. If you do the work every day, your life actually improves. Isn't that crazy? Right. I mean, but not like every day. So all the days that end with why you actually do this stuff. Yes. You don't just get the book and open it and magically poof your change you have to practice it it's like anything else in life it is not going to work for you unless you work for it and that's the really crazy part about this and then i'll wrap up the show because i know it's getting long i have helped facilitate books ending up in people's hands the black book mm-hmm. i bought a oh i probably bought lot. 10 10 books maybe 15 i don't it doesn't even the numbers are relevant other than the fact that i've given them to a number of men that have asked like what has changed inside of me and so I give them the book. Because people realize it. Whether or not they know anything about Warrior, they're like, dude, what is up with you? Like, you are, like, you're killing it. You're a totally different person. You're awesome. What are you doing? I want that map. And so I give them the map. Then I sit back and I stay quiet. Because you've asked for the map. You didn't ask me to read it to you. You didn't ask me to tell you the directions. I figure you can do the same thing I'm going to do. Which nobody gave me the directions either. I opened the book, I read it, and I applied it. The majority of people... I can think of a handful that this does not apply to, so I don't want to use a blanket statement. The majority of the people that have received the book, they didn't actually buy it themselves, they didn't invest their own capital. And even some that have, have not started living this way of life, where they thought it was going to be easier, or they thought it was something that it's not. And I can tell because when I look at them, they don't have it yet. And it's palpable. And so for men and for women... I would encourage you, reach out to me. By the time this episode airs, I should be really close to down the path of certified trainer. I'll have access to a whole bunch of different things that I don't have full access to now. 
But if you want books or videos or training or help or more understanding on what this really is, I would be honored to be the one to share it with you. Because I too am creating my own community and my own tribe and my own group of people that want to experience the life experiences that I have on the positive side, not the negative side. Like the goal of this podcast is to empower you to not make the same dumbass decisions that I made. To, that if you're cheating, that you can stop. If you're lying, that there's a way to stop that. If you're out of shape, I can help you. Like that's what this is all about. I get hundreds of messages a day now. I'm overselling it. I get 50 to 150 messages a day of people saying this has started to change my life. This showed me another opportunity. This I realize I'm not alone now, which is all we all have ever wanted to know we're not alone. But once you realize you're not alone and there's this other path, there's this other ascension model, there's this new height you can get to, it's your responsibility to reach out and ask for help getting there. That path is not going to magically appear. Someone's going to have to grab your hand and say, like, no, we're going right, we're not going left. I am going down the path of being the man that extends his hand. I want to extend my hand to you so you feel the same gifts that I get to feel every day. Because the gifts matter. Which is what you were made for. 100%. I absolutely am. So in saying that, to wrap up the episode, if you are the person, man or woman, that's looking for more prosperity out of your life with whatever that means to you, and I don't care if you reach out to me, you go King's Kit, you get Tony Robbins, you get old Jim Rome books, you do something to benefit your life in your body, your being, your balance, or your business, and you do it every day, you'll find out that you get shit done. Done.